Section 19 of The Wonder Book for Girls and Boys. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Wonder Book for Girls and Boys by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Introductory to the Chimera. Upward along the steep and wooded hillside went Eustace Bright and his companions. The trees were not yet in full leaf, but had budded forth sufficiently to throw an airy shadow, while the sunshine filled them with green light. There were moss-grown rocks, half hidden among the old brown fallen leaves. There were rotten tree trunks, lying at full length where they had long ago fallen. There was decaying boughs, that had been shaken down by the wintry gales and were scattered everywhere about. But still, though these things looked so aged, the aspect of the wood was that of the newest life, for whichever way you turned your eyes, something fresh and green was springing forth, so as to be ready for the summer. At last the young people reached the upper verge of the wood, and found themselves almost at the summit of the hill. It was not a peak, nor a great round ball, but a pretty wide plain, or tableland, with a house and a barn upon it at some distance. The house was the home of a solitary family, and oftentimes the clouds, whence fell the rain, and whence the snowstorm drifted down into the valley, hung lower than this bleak and lonely dwelling-place. On the highest part of the hill was a heap of stones, in the centre of which was stuck a long pole, with a little flag fluttering at the end of it. Eustace led the children thither, and bade them look around and see how large a tract of our beautiful world they could take in at a glance, and their eyes grew wider as they looked. Monument Mountain, to the southward, was still in the centre of the scene, but seemed to have sunk and subsided, so that it was now but an undistinguished member of a large family of hills. Beyond it, the Taconic Range looked higher and bulkier than before. Our pretty lake was seen, with all its little bays and inlets, and not that alone, but two or three new lakes were opening their blue eyes to the sun. Several white villages, each with its steeple, were scattered about in the distance. There were so many farmhouses, with their acres of woodland, pasture, mowing fields, and tillage, that the children could scarcely make room in their minds to receive all these different objects. There, too, was Tanglewood, which they had hitherto thought such an important apex of the world. It now occupied so small a space that they gazed far beyond it and on either side, and searched a good while with all their eyes before discovering whereabout it stood. White fleecy clouds were hanging in the air, and threw the dark spots of their shadow here and there over the landscape. But by and by, the sunshine was where the shadow had been, and the shadow was somewhere else. Far to the southward was a range of blue mountains, which Eustace Bright told the children were the Catskills. Among those misty hills, he said, was a spot where some old Dutchmen were playing an everlasting game of nine-pins, 
and where an idle fellow whose name was rip van winkle had fallen asleep and slept twenty years at a stretch the children eagerly besought eustace to tell them all about this wonderful affair but the student replied that the story had once been told already and better than it ever could be told again and that nobody would have a right to alter a word of it until it should have grown as old as the gorgon's head and the three golden apples and the rest of those miraculous legends at least said periwinkle while we rest ourselves here and are looking about us you can tell us another of your own stories yes cousin eustace cried primrose i advise you to tell us a story here take some lofty subject or other and see if your imagination will not come up to it perhaps the mountain air may make you poetical for once and no matter how strange and wonderful the story may be now that we are up amongst the clouds we can believe anything can you believe asked eustace that there once was a winged horse yes said saucy primrose but i am afraid you will never be able to catch him for that matter primrose rejoined the student i might possibly catch pegasus and get upon his back too as well as a dozen other fellows that i know of at any rate here is a story about him and of all places in the world it ought certainly to be told upon a mountain top so sitting on the pile of stones while the children clustered themselves at its base eustace fixed his eyes on a white cloud that was sailing by and began as follows end of section nineteen